Welcome to Mercy Poured Forth. Um, it is July 28th, 2022. And it's so good to see you guys here this morning. I see uh, Lee and Kat and Wren and James and Lee. So glad to have you all here. So there were some, I, I was listening to my husband, Robert, share last night and just the, kind of thinking about the different events of this week and the different things we've been experiencing here at the heart of the tribe as, as our little uh, heart of the tribe community here. And what, what it really made me start reflecting on was, um, you know, friendship, companionship. And, um, you know, Robert in his story, and I, I relate so much, was talking about the loneliness that, you know, living in addictions or trauma or, you know, bad, these types of situations that it can breed. You kind of live this secret life that other people really aren't involved in. Well, then we come, you know, from my own journey, that was very true. And then I um, kind of came into Yah's family through the church. He did, didn't he, Ren? He had a wonderful show last night and it, it was, it really touched me. And, um, so we come into Yah's family and we start getting plugged in and Yah's family is just as dysfunctional as, as our families of origin. You know, we run into all kinds of things and problems and issues and, you know, um, heartaches and, and, and I think it's almost even harder to bear than, than it was you know, in the world, because I mean, I think it was David in the Psalms who said, you know, I was wounded in the house of my friends. Right. And, and there's no, there's no hurt quite like that because you think, you know, you're all bright eyed and, and you think, you know, things are going to go smooth and yay, I finally left all that worldly stuff behind. And then you have to come. Yeah, it is. It, it is disappointing, Ren, and, and it hurts at a different level because you're not really expecting it. It's like it comes in from a side door and you're like, I didn't think that this was, was what could be in store. Right. So it is, it's just a devastating thing. And, and at this time on the earth, it's even increased because, you know, I really believe, um, Yah does have us scattered for his purposes. He is the one who's been in charge of scattering us into the nations. And he is going to be the one who regathers us and brings us back to his kingdom. Good morning, Pamela. Good to see you here. Um, so it, 
in the midst of all that, he, he knows what he's doing and he knows where he's got us. But, you know, the time period on the earth, I don't think any of us really expected what happened in 2020 and that type of, you know, lockdown and, and division. If, if you had had some division in your family before for your choices of following, you know, Shabbat and following uh, the feast and people didn't understand and already holidays had gotten lonely, you know, well now bring in that you're not willing to go along with whatever the current science community says everybody, if you're a good citizen should be going along with. And there brought more division. I know that's what happened in my family. There were people who did not want to um, fellowship with me at all because of my convictions concerning these matters. And I mean, that was another like, you know, betrayal, right? So it it's always what I've seen throughout throughout ministry. And, and this is, I've been in this situation a few times before to where things, you know, you, you make a hard choice and people don't understand what your hard choice is. And you put down a hard line and say, this is okay. And this is not okay. And you kind of do that and you have to make some tough decisions. And, um, I, I did this when, when, um, I was a fine arts pastor in the church and, and I saw, you know, the Shabbat and the fellowship and the, the feast and, and I went to my pastor and, you know, the head pastor and tried to explain that. And, and I quickly found that I was either going to line up and live in a way and worship in a way that I now knew was a lie. And I knew that my head pastor knew it was a lie because he told me he knew that everything we were doing was pagan. <laughs> we just put a clip up on our telegram, James and Lee and found it. And it was Pat Robertson explaining all about the holidays. And he goes on and on and he says, yeah, uh, the tree pagan, the wreaths pagan, the gifts pagan, but we've Christianized it. <laughs> it cracked me up. It's like, really, really yeah, try explaining that one to y'all. We decided to do away with your word because, hey, we Christianized it. <laughs> so when when I, you know, saw that that was going to be my choice, that that's what I was going to have to do in order to get along in that situation, I was going to have to go along with what they were doing. I'm just not the kind of person who can do that. And a lot of that, I think, comes from that, the fact that I was trapped in darkness and lies and deception. And Yah set me free. He set me free. He set my, my husband free. And we just won't live that way. We can't, you know, I believe that, that our continued health and sobriety and being able to continue to walk back up out of that darkness and is a, is a refusal to live in lies or deception. And so and, and when you take that kind of a hard line, it's going to have repercussions. And some of the repercussions are going to be loneliness. That's certainly what has happened in my family. So I was thinking about that. Let me see if I can share this uh, these scriptures with you. So share my screen. All righty. So let's start here. Psalm 119. 63 says, I am a companion of all them that fear you and of them that guard your precepts. It's like, okay, so when I'm figuring out 
who it is. How do I know who I'm supposed to be hooked up with? I got to look at that. Who do I want my companions to be? Right. Um, how do I know if if who I'm starting to work with is someone who fears Yahweh or not? Because that's a very inside condition that manifest on the outside, but, but it takes discernment and, and we don't really have the ability to read other people's thoughts and intents and what's in their mind. We don't know. We haven't walked in their moccasins. We don't know what, what motivates them. Right. So, so we don't really know. So we've got to then look at the fruit in and compare it to the word and see, okay, you know, are these, is this a person that truly fears Yah or not? Because that's the kind of person that I need to be hooked up to. So, you know, I ask myself some questions. Are they willing to walk in integrity, even if it's going to cost them something that was dear to them? Or, or, or will they put their own desires, you know, on something, even in ministry, you know, before their integrity? Um, are they walking the walk or are they just talking a talk, you know? And we see this as people make choices. And then we have to, you know, we can only base our perceptions on what we see happening being displayed before us, right? And so that's what we do to the best of our ability and submit it to Yah. Okay. So when I was thinking about that, I realized to me, people are fragile. They are rare. They are special. Each one is an individual jewel that Yah himself knit each one together in the womb of their mother. And for us to raise ourselves up as judge and jury to decide this one's not necessary to me. I don't see how being in fellowship with her or him is going to advance me. This, this really is not walking in the fear of Yahweh. You know, I think all of us are longing like to be in that place. I don't know about you guys, but I end up, you know, really, I felt very discarded by my family as if my choices, you know, um, gave them right to say, well, she thinks that she's better than we are because she won't, you know, do these things and she doesn't want to go out, you know, in restaurants on Shabbat and she's got to have her Shabbat. And, you know, I was judged very, very harshly for my choices, you know, to honor Yah. And um, one of those rejections has, has hurt. I mean, I will not lie. It, it's been a real arrow to my soul. I mean, even to the point you know, my family has pretty much rejected me entirely. I have very little contact with anyone in my family and no real close relationships, you know, and that's been very difficult. So, so my relationships within the family of Yah are very important to me, you know? So I don't know, I was thinking about it and I thought about this in Esther with chapter nine, uh, 27 and 28. That it says the Yahudim ordained and took upon them and upon their seed and upon all such as joined themselves unto them, so as it should not fail, that they would keep these two days according to their writing and according to their appointed time every year. Of course, we're in the book of Esther, they're talking about the Feast of Purim, right? And that these two days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation 
every family, every province, and every city, and that these days of Purim should not fail from them among the Yahudim, nor the memorial of them perish from their seed. And what hit me about this is that's the longing of my heart to live in a place where my entire uh, city you know, would celebrate, yeah, that the, the the county, the province that I'm in, that my family would be around me and that they would be excited about the things of Yah and how we could do this together. That's the longing of my heart. Now, you know, the good news is Yah is, is deciding who my eternal family is going to be. And I am making those connections because we all have choices, you know, and he is, you know, it's just like Yahushua said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? Those who do the will of my father, Yahweh, that's who our family is, right? So that made me, you know, just think about that. I am longing for that. And so then I also, so we are, I had put in my notes, we are lonely pioneers walking a very narrow path. And that's why we're important to one another, you know, and, and that's why being kind to one another and loving towards one another is very important, right? So in Jeremiah 3, 14 and 15, it says, turn, O backsliding children, says Yahweh, for I am married unto you and I will take you one of a city and two of a family and I will bring you to Zion and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. What were pastors to be? What he's talking about is shepherds, right? Those who will be a good shepherd unto you, who will care for you, who will lay their life down for you, who will consider you more important than themselves, right? And so, this is what we're looking for, for, for a companion, for leaders, for elders of how we're going to walk this thing out as we go down the narrow road and go towards the gate and, and the, the roads and the cities lead unto Zion, right? So we're looking for that. So it reminded me, you know, especially my listening to my husband's story. My own story, and I'm sorry if I get a little long. I don't have anything coming up right behind me. You guys know I tend to be long-winded. I've told everybody in the team, oh, we should keep this at between 10 and 20 minutes. And I'm the only one who seems to not be able to do that, <laughs> right? So so I was thinking, though, about, um, about Robert's story and about my own story and my own salvation experience. And honestly... What happened to me, um, it was in, in the 90s, in the early 90s, um, my child had died. I was in a horrible, abusive um, situation, you know, um, a marriage. And everybody in his family and my family, and including myself, all blamed the death of my child on me. And I agreed with all of them, you know, and and to tell you, I did not know, I was not walking with Yah. I did not, you know, I was just being tortured by the enemy, by the choices I had made, by the things I had done. The enemy had full reign in my life. And I literally, at that time in my life, the only way 
that I could shut my eyes and get any sleep at all was to put on headphones full of Metallica blasting as loud as possible. And it was the only way I could shut my mind up enough to get any sleep at all. That's how tormented I was, right? And it came to a point where I was so miserable that I was contemplating taking myself out of this world. And, um, and what I did, I had hidden a shotgun under my bed and, um, my mother had given me a Bible and I was, I was at the point, it was like six months after my child had died and I had been trying to read that Bible and I'd been trying to pray and I'd been trying to find a relationship with Yah because I'd had an experience with him the day that she had died. And um, my experience had been that when she died, I walked out into the hospital parking lot and I looked up into the sky and I said, listen, I don't know who you are. <laughs> I know you're real, but I don't know who you are. I don't know you, but I have enough belief to believe that my child is now with you. And I believe that if I ever am going to see her again, I'm going to have to figure out who you are. So I'm willing. If you'll help me, I'm willing. And at that moment, I then I looked down at my feet and there was this little teeny tiny baby ribbon that had fallen off some child something at it had this little rose in it. And um, I bent down and I picked it up. It was laying right at my feet and I picked it up. And I held it up in my hand and I said, I'm going to take that as a yes. I just believed it was a sign from Yah to me. And I stuck it in my pocket. And when I got home, I put it in my jewelry box and it is still in my jewelry box today. To me, you know, Robert's given me some beautiful things. He's a loving, kind, gracious husband to me. And he's given me some really pretty pieces of jewelry and stuff that are so nice, so fun to wear. But that baby ribbon that Yah gave me is the most precious thing in my jewelry box. And it always will be because he said yes to me. And I don't know how to even wrap my brain around that sometimes. His amazing love for me. So I'm going to dry my eyes and um, that's it's not easy to tell our stories, right? It's not easy, but it's healing. And the reason that my husband and I do this is we feel like the only real value that we have to offer anybody is our story, the story of redemption that's so real, that really happened to people like us, you know, people that were you know, considered the dregs by society, by our own families, by ourselves. And Yah lovingly picked us up and has been healing us daily and continues to do so. And it's so amazing. And that is our story. And that's the passion behind everything that we do, right? It is, it does. This is it. Wire wool, my friend. It is. It is our testimony, each one of us. It does dispel the darkness. It's it's secrets that keep people sick because shame can get in there and tell people that they're not worthy and that yeah, they've done too much, right? It's just too much. You know, you went too far. 
It's not true. It's not true because he says, I will go with you wherever you are. You know, you can go down to the depths and I'm going to be there. You know, he never will leave us or forsake us. But back to my story, the day I was going to end it, I walked into my bedroom and there was that shotgun under the bed and there was a Bible on the table. And I'd been trying for six months. It was six months after my child had died. And I walked in that day and I just, I was in such torment. And I, I said, if you want me, you better show me right now, because otherwise I am out of here. I cannot take the pain one more second because it was torment. I was being tormented by the enemy. If, if, if you've experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what that feels like. I know what it feels like. It was unbelievable. You know, the torment, the, the battle that was raging over me, you know, because even though I had asked Yah, I didn't, I didn't understand forgiveness. I didn't understand his love. I didn't, I, I wasn't able to grasp it. I really had not accepted the son. I was beginning a relationship with the father, but I had not accepted the blood of the son over my sin. So I was in a place of torment. I believe maybe, maybe if, you know how they talk about purgatory, maybe that's where I was. I don't know. I'm just joking. But, but um, it, it was just a living hell. It really was. It, it was. it was so hard. So I flipped open my Bible that day and my eyes landed um, on Ezekiel 34, 11, but I wanted to read it in context because it was Ezekiel 4, 34, 11 that started ministering to me that day and it saved my life, right? And so I wanted to share this with you guys. Ezekiel 34, and the word of Yahweh came unto me saying, son of Adam, prophesy against the shepherds of Yasharel, prophesy and say unto them, thus says Adonai Yahweh unto the shepherds. You know, when I read this out loud, just, just a little bit of, you know, thinking about stuff because I'm, I'm really starting to, I'm trying to impart some of what I've learned about supernatural warfare. Okay. As I share my testimony and I know that there are things going on right now in reaction to our ministry, the enemy does not like what we are doing. He does not like that. We are building family. He does not like that. We are strengthening people. He does not like this and that we ourselves are getting stronger. So he's fighting it. So when I read this out, even today, and you guys pray with me, I am reading this out because I believe the power of Yah's frequency in his word coming forth out of his chosen vessel today to speak it out over the airways has power and authority in the supernatural realm. So just pray with me as we read this out. And the word of Yahweh came unto me saying, and son of Adam, prophesy against the shepherds of Yasharel, prophesy and say unto them, thus says Adonai Yahweh unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Yasharel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Ye eat the fat and ye clothe you with wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The diseased have you not strengthened, neither have you healed that which was sick. 
Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became food for all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill, high hill. Yea, my flock was scattered upon the face of the earth and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, ye shepherds, hear the word of Yahweh. As I live, says Adonai Yahweh, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became food for every beast of the field because there was no shepherd neither did my shepherd search for my flock but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock therefore o ye shepherds hear the word of yahweh thus says adonai yahweh behold i am against the shepherds and i will require my flock at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves any more for I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may not be food for them. And this is the passage that my eyes fell on that day that changed my life. And the whole reason that I am even here today. Ezekiel 34, 11, for thus says Adonai Yahweh, behold, I, even I will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered so will i seek out my sheep and i and will deliver them out of all the places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day and i will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of yasharel by the rivers <laughs> and in all the inhabited places of the country i will feed them in a good pasture and upon high mountains of yasharel shall their fold be there shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Yasharel. I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down, says Adonai Yahweh. I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and I will bind up that which was broken. And I will strengthen that which was sick, but I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. And as for you, O my flock, thus says Adonai Yahweh, behold, I judge between cattle and cattle, between the rams and the goats. Does it seem a small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture, but Ye must tread down with your feet the remnant. Let me get to it. I lost my place. But ye must tread down with your feet the remnant of your pastors and to have drunk of the deep waters. But now you're going to foul the remnant with your feet. As for my flock, they eat 
that which ye have trodden with your feet, and they drink that which you have fouled with your feet. Therefore, thus says Adonai Yahweh unto them, Behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat cattle and between the lean cattle, because you have thrust with the side and with the shoulder (laughs) and pushed all the diseased with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. Therefore will I save my flock and they shall no more be a prey. And I will judge between cattle and cattle and I will set up one shepherd over them and he shall feed them. Even my servant David, he shall feed them and he shall be their shepherd. I, Yahweh, will be their Elohim and my servant David, a prince among them. I, Yahweh, have spoken it, and I will cut them a covenant of peace and will cause the evil beasts to cease out of the land, and they shall dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. And I will make them and the places round about my hill a blessing, and I will cause the shower to come down in his season. There shall be showers of blessing and the tree of the field shall yield her fruit and the earth shall yield her increase and they shall be safe in their land and shall know that I am Yahweh when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that served themselves of them. And they shall no more be a prey to the heathen. Neither shall the beast of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely and none shall make them afraid. And I will raise up for them a plant of renown and they shall no more be no more consumed with hunger in the land, neither bear the shame of the heathen anymore. Thus shall they know that I, Yahweh Elohim, am with them and that they, even the house of Yasharel, are my people, says Adonai, Yahweh. And ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture, are men, and I am your Elohim, says Adonai, Yahweh. You know, I was so broken and bruised when I came to Mashiach that if I saw the word in here that said, you know, and ye, my flock, the flock of my pasture are men. I immediately thought, well, then that isn't for me (laughs) because I'm a woman and nobody wants me. Totally misunderstanding that this meant mankind, (laughs) right? Human, (laughs) that, that you're human, right? He does not discount us just because we are women. (laughs) He loves us. He loves us. So I see you guys really are um, talking some cool um, comments here. So I'm trying to go back and look because I know you guys have been um, sharing a lot. Wow. Thank you so much for all of you. I'm going to, I'm just going to share this one. Thank you, Laura Lee. Serious word. The conference I hosted a few weeks ago was based on this and the good Samaritan parable. Yeah. I know you've done a lot of work in this area and you're really trying to, trying to expose this kind of darkness. And I just applaud you for it, sister. Thank you, Asia. Thank you. I really appreciate it. 
Yes, ma'am. The gathering of Israel. This is exactly what's going on, Nina. Between the river and the ravens. Yep. Feed my sheep. Yep. That's exactly. That's what we're doing, isn't it, Lee and James? That's what we're trying to do. That's what this whole platform is all about. And it is. It is the dry bones coming together. Absolutely. Yes. He told Peter feed my sheep. Y'all led me to study this before the conference and showed me the connection between the, this passage and the Good Samaritan. That's amazing, Laura Lee. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. All righty. So, yep. Thank you so much. I, I'm, I love seeing you guys just even interacting together, you know, and, um, and talking um, with each other. I think that we are are truly sharpening each other. And so I did want to leave you with just one more thing. I know I've been long. I've been talking for over half an hour. I apologize. Um, Psalm 103, because when I woke up this morning and started praying and I've been battling some health stuff and, and people even within this fellowship are helping me tremendously. And some of you guys know the, some of the health stuff I battle. So I'm just, I am covered in essential oils and prayer and drinking ginger, I a ginger brew that I made myself and, and battling it because when I go through things that are, um, intense, that cause stress, you know, that, that cause a lot of effort. The, what I, what I have is called Sears. It's um, chronic inflammatory response syndrome. And my whole body will just start inflaming. And so I got to bring that inflammation down. But luckily I've got some nurses that love me that are part of this fellowship and they are working with me and helping me get it figured out. And I am so, so grateful. So, but then as I was doing what they had um, told me to do, I, um, I was praying at the same time and y'all gave me this scripture this morning to go with what I just read. It's Psalm 103. It says, let all that I am praise. And I'm doing this out of um, the new living Testament. It was my coloring Bible when I was so sick that I couldn't get out of bed and do anything. And so it's really special to me. And I will go back through there sometimes and I will see what y'all did to just keep me alive. And so I like this, but of course I like to use the names that I believe are correct. So I change it. All right. It does. It, yeah. <laughs> Laura Lee says, yep, she's battling health too. It impacts our bodies and we are not spring chickens any longer. That is for sure. And um, so you guys just let's keep praying for each other. And, you know, there's a lot of us here. I know a, a lot of your stories and I know that you guys are battling the same kind of things that I am. You know, it's not easy, right? Okay. Let all that I am praise Yahweh with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise Yahweh. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and he heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. Yahweh gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Yasharel. Yahweh is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. 
He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. For his unfailing love towards those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Yahweh is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers that we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of Yahweh remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. Yahweh has made the heavens his throne. From there, he rules over everything. Praise Yahweh, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise Yahweh, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise Yahweh, everything he has created, everything in all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise Yahweh. So Yahweh, let that as a community be our prayer before you this morning. We have read your word. It has gone out into the atmosphere. It is a prayer over each and every one who is participating live and those who will watch this in the future. Alrighty, we've done it together. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Lee and Lee Carruthers and I will be back in just a few hours at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. And we are talking about the tribe of Reuben and the urinary tract system that corresponds with who he is in the body and how our body functions as the body of Mashiach. All right, so I hope you will will go uh, come back and join us for that. And then uh, later after that, then James and Lee will be bringing the rivers and the uh, from the rivers, I'm sorry, between the rivers and the ravens at 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time today also. So we've got a great day coming up. And um, I, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you too. All righty. Bye-bye for right now. We'll see you guys in a few hours, those who can come back and join us. Hope you have a wonderful day. On the Mount of Crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Flow the vast and gracious tide. Grace and love like mighty rivers. Poured in and from above. And heaven's peace and perfect justice. Kiss the guilty world in love.